I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. We must love and trust as one, just as a rope of one strand cannot be bro- or can be broken. Fuck, damn it, Nick. Mark that down. A <laughs> rope of four strand can no enemy can break. Damn, that was awful. It was even in broken English, too. Uh, <laughs> I am Wesley Sykes. Through the other side of the ether is the Tum Tum to my Cole. It's Nicholas J. Esquire Ninja for hire. First of all, I'm insulted by the Tum Tum. Second, I knew Colt was going to be your favorite character from when you were a kid because I saw him and I'm like, like this kind of looks like what Wes looks like as a kid, like in my head. Like well, so, uh, Jules said the very same thing when I pulled up the uh, po- movie poster, saw, seeing all the backwards hats. She's like, "This is definitely you. Mm. I, I can see why you love this movie." But at the time when I see, I was probably between Colt's and Tum Tum's age, and I love Tum Tum Tum. You know, he just works her way in your heart into your heart a little bit there you know <laughs> sure but rocky yeah. rocky is definitely you know the goody two-shoe try hard one we'll, we'll get into all of this sure you know a little bit later but tum 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 tum's great that's all i gotta say about okay that. well i appreciate that but i also do want to say happy birthday my friend well ha- happy belated birthday i'm a kevin durant 35 uh nice. over the weekend so it was very nice the wife took me to a red sox game had my name up on the video board. Got the happy birthday sign up there. Get good. out. Yeah, it was nice. It was fun. That's awesome. Wait, who is the... Oh, I saw Julia's Snapchat. Introduced Wes to Kid Rock, and now I have to deal with this. What? She she, what'd she say? She sent a snap. I think it was in her story, like making fun of you for like playing Kid Rock on the way out to the game in the car. Oh, she, oh see, I was not aware of this. Oh, this is this is horrible here. Uh if she said she introduced me to Kid Rock, she was sorely mistaken. I had the Kid Rock uh, uh, debut album, Ba with the Ba, the bang to bang, diggy, 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 said the boogie, said up, jump the boogie. Well, the editor version, I wasn't allowed to have that sort of filth in the household. But of course. I had I had an album nonetheless, probably the sixth grade or so. So I kind of figured you were aware of who Kid Rock was and at least of some of his songs. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I was yeah, a little thrown so off by that. That's pretty offensive if she would do that on my birthday. We have a 24 hour rule where she has to be nothing but nice to me and can't make fun of me or anything like that. So she oh was, my. you know, getting a little outlet on there on the interwebs. I don't have Snapchat. That's, well, we'll have to have a little, little talk to about that. But as Nick mentioned, it was my birthday uh, this past weekend. So this week, as a crow flies, we'll be conducting an exit survey. Of my childhood favorite movie, uh, 1992's Three Ninjas, Nick. It's available on Amazon Prime to rent or buy, fortunately for you know, a little price there. But Nick bucked it up for us here. Of course I did. It's your, it's your birthday. I mean, come on. I can at least do that, I think. It's good to know that I'm worth at least $3.99 for a 48-hour 40, rental here. But I actually got a discount on this one, by the way. Oh, oh, so even even a little, little good there. <laughs> it's right. like you had a couple credits in the bank. Yep. <laughs> uh, before we get into all that, though, Nick, I uh, had a little bit of a ruckus evening uh, right before we got to recording here. Uh, as you know, I have two dogs now. I used to have one sterling dog who is very well behaved, but now mm. I have a one-year-old golden retriever puppy who is very sweet, probably about 40 pounds, a little tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, it's a little birthday present to myself over the weekend. I rented a dingo 
clear out all my backyard. So you that's your all baby? done. What's that? Did the dingo eat your baby? Uh, well, the, the, the dingo, the, the machine dingo did everything it was supposed to do. The uh, dog dingo did not. So I, I'm, I'm up throwing the Frisbee uh, in my cleared out backyard now with the dogs. When my neighbor, we don't have a fence up yet. It's not hasn't reached to this point. Um, it's in the process of getting put up. So my neighbor who has chickens had the chickens out roaming. This little puppy uh, locks eyes with a loose chicken and just darts and just goes after it. And I'm yelling like a madman, buttercup, buttercup, which I feel like such an idiot yelling buttercup out like, <laughs> in the middle of like, my whole neighbor, like angrily yelling buttercup. Um, but this, I got, like, I've never seen her react this way. She like, oh my god, boy, has been around these chickens before, and then she's terrorizing this poor thing like, all around the yard, and then finally gets it in her mouth. She gets like the the tail end in its mouth, and is doing what dogs do when they catch their prey. It's like trying to like snap its neck and like whipping it all over like that. And I finally lets it go. I drag the dog back into the house. My other dog, Cody the angel that he is was just mm -hmm. sitting in the position that I told him to stay. in when I left, didn't move an inch. So he, he's a very good boy, yep. but buttercup goes in, I throw her inside. She pisses on the floor immediately. I have to go back and like <laughs> talk to the, the parents. Now the, the neighbors, the kids are all distraught. The chicken's fine. There's feathers all over the place. I'm like, I feel horrible, Oh God! but I'm torn too, because it's like, the dog did its its job in a way, you know, like that's like a primal kind of like instinct, you know? I mean, when you have chickens, you know, you're going to run into trouble. I mean, you're going to have fox. There are foxes on the Cape. No. Oh, yeah. And there's raccoons and everything like that. But, you yeah. know, you, but you expect that amongst wild animals. This is a, a domesticated dog here. A very sweet dog. She is a sweet uh, on dog. All other accounts. I mean, but she's also one year old. Like she's not. Yeah. She's not Cody. I mean, she's, she's just not. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think you got to expect that a little bit. Like, even then, like, I, you know, like, look, your dog, like, Cody's very calm and like, in everything, uh, except for when I'm over, he gets hyper as shit. But, well, yeah, he gets, he gets excited with guests. But he still, he eventually calms down, relaxes and all that. Still, like, if you told me he did that, I mean, like, he's, he's an animal. Like, it's going to happen. I don't know. I just think, like, as chicken owners, I, you got to understand. I thought she around. had the neck when she had the tail and started whipping it. I thought she had the neck and was just about to snap that neck right in front of me. Mm. Uh, but I felt, I felt so bad. And now, and I've been saying, like, I want a chicken coop of my own. Yeah, that's and right. Like, I can't, can't do it anymore. Like, I think nope. that's off the table. Nope. No shot. Not as long as Buttercup's around, which, by the way, that is by far. The best part of the story is you, like, just in your neighborhood yelling, Buttercup, 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 Buttercup. Oh my God. Stop it. I, Buttercup. <laughs> I, did you stop yourself after the first time you said it? Be like, ah, oh, shit. This no, yeah, then I'm just yelling, like, hey, 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 get over here. <laughs> but I'm like yelling, oh, you know, I have to brutal. break out the dad voice in, a, in mm. a certain amount of tone, you know, and it's just not working. Mm. But, oh, you know, she does what she wants. That's well, now she's she's taken after her owner, like like Doc mentioned in the group chat. Like I killed a goose last year on a golf course, and now she's trying to kill a chicken. The chicken lives. Give her some, so. give her some gummies and get her to relax. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll need. It's not a bad idea. But yeah, that's um when I didn't know that happened right before the show, like when we yeah were, like, yeah I was supposed to you know I I had to watch the rest of Three Ninjas on on twice speed. 
Oh, <laughs> dude. Well, you can go back and watch, right? You have 48 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. I watched it in all its glory. I'm very excited to talk about it. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't wait. So, uh, but, but, you know, we got, we got a little bit of news to get to uh, before we get to the exit survey mm. here. Trending now, uh, She-Hulk season one, episode two. Superhuman. Are you, you, you all caught up here? Yes, Short I am. I am finally caught up. Um, I saw this one the day that it dropped. I'm really enjoying what they're doing with She-Hulk. I think the writing's been really good. I think her acting is outstanding too. Um, and like the CGI, like you said, like I, I guess I was a little more aware going into it because we talked about it before I went and watched the episode. Yeah, like it's like it looks really good. I, I haven't seen have people been been complaining about it. Since? Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't think that. I don't think that's been the biggest issue uh, that people have had with the with the show. I think that's kind of taken a back burner. Right. Um, they don't like the feminist stuff, right? That's yeah, the, yeah. And I, I'm not sure if I find Jennifer Walters like a really likable character. She's just kind of like cynical the whole time. <laughs> I I think I really enjoy the character. I think she's really, funny. yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if I would enjoy her presence in in everyday life. Oh. She, okay. she seems very like like snarky and like cynical. And I'm like, I, I don't know if that's somewhere like I really want to be around. Uh-huh. Jennifer, or, or She-Hulk, I think, is a you know, has a little bit more life and pep to her. But I'm not sure if Jennifer Walters likes being in her own skin. Yeah, I I I think that that last bit is a very fair assessment. Like, I don't think she likes being in her own skin. I think she like doesn't like all the obstacles that she has to deal with and all the frustrations that she goes through. I mean, she makes it very clear throughout the course of it, and like. I kind of, I don't I know. I guess the outlook on the world is pretty negative. Yes. Well, I mean, like, I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't mind that. I mean, I think a lot of people have that. I, I don't know. I'm always interested in hearing different opinions. And yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, I guess so. Yeah. I'd like, it's, I it's would hang out with this character. show, you know, like be a hero. Yeah, that's true. But like, then we go through all like the stuff with Miss Marvel, right? And it's like, you enjoy the family stuff more there, right? And I know it's yeah. a totally different ball game. But like we're dealing yeah, with that's, that's still generally uplifting. Like, like she's just oh, kind of sure. sick. She's like very mean to her family. Like she's like very mean to like a lot, like a lot of the people that she meets. Mm. Did you like the dad? Her dad? I thought the dad was nice, but again, I, I I saw like a very stark contrast where her family looked almost like inbred idiots. And she was like stood out and like very glaringly stood out like she wasn't a part of the family. And I feel, I feel like that true. was like how the scene was supposed to be kind of portrayed, right? Because she already doesn't feel comfortable going back to her family. They're bombarding her with all these questions. They all look like fat and Coke bottle glasses and like yes. backwoods, right? And she's just yep. like very well. well it just, I don't know. It's weird. Her, I, maybe, cousin, is, that, is that how it goes in the comic books? I don't know what her family is like at all. And I'll tell you what the cousin looks like, the guy who I'm pointing at right now, Hammer from Three Ninjas. He kind of looks just <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that yeah, dude yeah. with the hair and everything. The best um, who got the the promotion at Best Buy, right? The one, yeah. The one thing that has thrown me off about this series that and it was just like a quick moment, but when you have the courtroom scene and the fight happens with um, Jamila, Jim, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to remember the actress name because she's from Jamil. Jamil. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, I think that's it. Yeah. Jamil Al Jamil. I keep I forget if the A's at the end of her name or at the beginning of the name. But I anyways, think it's at the end. Yeah, no, no. no. I okay. think it's at Jamila the end. Al yeah. Jamila Jamil. I don't know. Anyways, the point is, yeah, that we know. Yeah, yeah I got yes. you. <laughs> she, uh, she's i i enjoy her as an actress i was really thrown though when she did like the, the kick and she's kind of like hovering through air very like, the, cheesy right yeah like yeah i, I yeah, get yeah. this is supposed to be goofy and stuff but that was like did, was, like 
I thought it was okay. Like, I need to see a little bit more of that to make me feel very comfortable with that. Because, like, we get this whole CGI battle, and it was awesome. I mean, the Hulk versus, Hulk versus She-Hulk, that was right. very well done. But- yeah, I, th- I thought that was cool, too, in the first episode. Yeah, and then, again, like I, I took that just as, like, a spoof. You know, like, it was, like, the uh, the, the courtroom fight scene with Titania. Like, I, I, th- I thought it was supposed to be kind of hokey like that. But, um, yeah, I, if it wasn't, then that would be yeah. an issue, right? Well, it's yeah. obviously it's obviously deliberate. It's so goofy that it's deliberate, but it's just like I don't know because I expect like a certain level of like we talk about production quality and all that stuff. Like that's just a thing where like it really stuck out strangely, especially when you already had that other fight. So if we get more like that, then I'm probably gonna be fine with it. But that was just one thing. I was like. Like that's a point taken off for me when we're talking about the reviews. We could get it back later, but it was mm-hmm. just like it very much threw me off. And by the way, it's Jamila Jamil. Yeah, yeah, I was getting it wrong. I don't know. We're, we're right around it, but you know, I, I think aside from any of the other commentary about the episode, we got Easter eggs galore here with hmm. uh, particularly World War Hulk. Shout, shout out our our guy Casey uh, Casey Smith <laughs> Casey Walsh there. Hashtag Casey uh, Casey was right. Uh, yeah. As Professor Hulk looks like he's going off the planet dealing with some shit here. Yep, yep. Took the ship and he is out of here. And I am very excited for to see what they have planned for him next. But well, we already know because of Casey. But um, but yeah, like so now, Bruce, you've done your thing. We don't need any more of you. Let let She Hulk kind of shine. Bring Daredevil into the mix and maybe some other characters that we're getting hits towards. Yeah, and again, we've gotten a lot of mutant uh, Hanson and kind of little little Easter eggs here and there. And I think if this was when Jamila or Jamila, Jamila when uh, She Hulk was looking at jobs, she was scrolling the internet with her friend there, uh, and, and one of the stories that she was reading about uh, along the website. So you had the related content articles there. You have a headline that says "Man fights with metal claws in a bar brawl." Uh, and then we also get a reference to the uh, celestial shit from the uh, uh, Eternals. There, I mm-hmm. think it's Tiamat is the uh, is the Eternals name. Uh, but why there is a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean is the headline. Mm-hmm. So very very cool stuff. Yep. Uh, love love all those little connective tissues. And again, we've all been wondering why is there a giant statue in the ocean? Yes. Uh, but also a rehabilitated uh, abomination. Uh, how about that? Pretty yeah, cool stuff. I, uh, Silence of the Lambs type stuff. Yeah, and I mean the him and Bruce kind of having like the pen pal relationship was very funny. But then like and also we get the tie back to um, Shang Chi as well, mm-hmm. right? Because we have the whole right. like, like how he broke out, but he's still there and everything. So yeah, I'm uh, like it was good, but I'm not buying that he's fully rehabilitated. I'm sure in the end it's gonna be like nah, someone's gonna piss him off, and then. We see abomination again. Got it, right? But I, I agree. I, I, I'm with you on that. What I did enjoy, though, was kind of uh, flipping the narrative around to be like, I was a decorated soldier hired to stop a yeah. know, crazed monster. I thought I was going to be Captain America. Like I, I thought that was very well done. And, yes, and a agreed. cool little, little twist on everything. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Like that, The way they did that... That was very interesting. I appreciated that a lot. You know, over time, we've talked so much about how you know villains are a matter of perspective. Just case in point, right here. Great job. Yeah, absolutely. There. So Emil Blonsky getting getting a little bit of credit there. Yes. Now we also have House of the Dragon uh, ongoing as well. I keep calling it House of Dragons. Like it wasn't until I watched <laughs> the first episode that I was like, it's House of the Dragon. Um, so well, there's multiple it, dragons though. I'm, I, you know, so I can see that mistake. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You are a kind soul, unlike Billy Same, D, yeah. who decided to call us out in the group chat because we forgot we both forgot that each other watched Game of Thrones last <laughs> week, which wasn't at all embarrassing. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think it was good. You know, that just shows how much content that we put out. Yeah, for it can't keep can't, hey, you can't keep track right. of everything, right? No, um, apparently PCP can't even keep track of the schedule. So well, well done, sir. Thank you. <laughs> um, so have you watched either of the first two episodes yet? Because we were both behind on this. No, I can't keep track of this show uh, mm. while we're on the topic here. But I, I'm again, this is just nothing but my own negligence here. I just haven't been in the right mode to uh, settle into like a deep dive type of show like this. Well, yeah, you know, you're going from the Cape to Fenway on a day. Like that's an entire day event. Yeah, that's, that's a good day. You got She-Hulk watching right now. I know you got other things that you're watching too. And this is not like, I don't know if we're going to do an episode on this. We've never done that with Game of Thrones before. I don't think could be wrong. But anyways, yeah. um, I have watched <laughs> the first two episodes of House of the Dragon. And it's like along the lines of Thrones, as you would expect, but obviously different stuff set in a different time frame and everything. They do a great job of setting all that up. Really have enjoyed these first two episodes quite a bit. Um, they, without getting into spoilers, the, there was a scene that people were talking about from the first episode that was like gruesome. And um, man, like, it's like after watching it, I was a little bit like, this is like we've seen some fucked up stuff on, on Thrones, but this is kind of next level and really is a tone setter for the season. Like they will go absolutely anywhere in this series. And then, second one, um, some like kind of gets more, it gets fucked up in other ways. Um, but again, all makes sense for Thrones for like the time period kind of thing that it set the backdrop of fantasy and everything like that mm -hmm. medievalish. So loving these first two episodes so far of House of the Dragon. Okay, I I, I got it. It's nice to have something to dive into because right now I have a scorching case of poison ivy on my arms and my legs right now. Very bad once again. So this battle. Uh, Didn't this just happen like a month ago? I'm telling you, I'm in a constant war with the backyard. It's fighting back for me cutting down all the trees and clearing out all that land. It's, it's a back and forth. So I'm winning the war, but they have the battle right now. Uh, it's very, it's very annoying. So I can't do anything. So uh, maybe I'll just watch a couple hours on, of House of the Dragon. Yes, House of the Dragon. I, what's funny is like I know that uh, was it HBO announced that they're going to do a Christmas story sequel right in November. Mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking right now like Wes is turning into like the dad, except instead of being a furnace fighter, you're like in a, a never-ending battle with the backyard. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, that's I, I'm going to win it though. You are going to oh, win. I have, yes, especially with that dingo. Uh, we have two announcements here, uh, two fairly big ones here. You tell me which one you think is bigger here. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan being cast in season four of The Boys, or according to multiple Hollywood uh, trade reports, uh, Matt Shackman, uh, the director behind WandaVision and It's Always Sunny, uh, being hired to direct the Fantastic Four in the MCU. Which so one do you take? What did he? So he did WandaVision. Oh, okay. I was thinking, I was looking at it and I was like, wait a second. Like he, doc, I was thinking Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness is all Wanda mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's good. I like that. I can get behind that. So he's going to get, he, he can get a little bit weird. He's done it successfully on multiple levels, but I'm definitely he more excited. He can handle a group dyna dynamic, you know, with yeah. it's always sunny, you know. That's very true. Very true. And with, but I, so that's awesome. But like the boys right now through three seasons has been absolutely outstanding. Hasn't missed, um, you know, in different ways they've been kicking ass. And to add Jeffrey Dean Morgan to the mix after you just kicked ass with Jensen Ackles, I'm so here for it. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan too, like God bless him. Like he's done, uh, he's 
then Negan. He was uh, the comedian in um, mm -hmm. Watchmen. Yep. Watchmen. Thank you. Um, he was in the Losers from years ago. That's available on Netflix now. Not the most well done movie, a different time and everything, but it was a fun movie still. Um, and then I feel like I'm missing some. Oh, he was in Supernatural too. He was the father in Supernatural. Obviously, a very mm -hmm. successful show. So he likes being in this genre, and he's an outstanding actor. So oh, and obviously Thomas Wayne too for a very short bit. But regardless, yeah. mm -hmm. um, so I'm very happy to see him being another comic book role. He's gonna kick ass, man. Yeah, this just feels like a, a good pairing. Whether it was with him on The Walking Dead or him and and uh, Watchmen, like you said, uh, this just feels like that same type of. Uh, cut from the same cloth type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. so I, I, I feel like it's a perfect match. So I like that. What I will say about Matt Shackman, again, listen to some YouTube accounts here. He was reportedly to be on the uh, second best Chris's fourth Star Trek movie. So Chris Pine, Star Trek, the fourth movie there. <laughs> he was supposedly supposed to uh, see what you did be there. directing that movie. Uh, but now he has since gone off of that and, and taken this role with the Fantastic Four. And the thought was that he pitched a Star Trek-like movie plot for the Fantastic Four, and that's what won them over. So it's going to be something about them traveling in space, maybe. Maybe they're already formed and already um, a group or unit and have their powers, and they're exploring off. Maybe, you know, you don't get that origin story. Um, so oh. I, I think that could be an interesting kind of take there. Yeah, definitely. Like, look, you're asking me to pick between like a, a really, really great bit of news and then like a, a, a like really good bit of news. Like that's that's how I kind of see this. And also, I think I saw like these are still rumors, and I haven't seen Casey tweet anything about this. But the lead actor in you supposedly like was has at least had a conversation with MCU about um, who said that. I just saw rumors floating out there, so I don't know oh, the, I they. Oh, okay. you know, the, but I haven't oh. seen I have not seen Casey talk <laughs> mm -hmm. about it. But the the lead actor for for the show, you, I um, feel like I've heard that too, which is funny because he often gets confused as Glenn Howerton, uh, Dennis Reynolds, and it's always mm -hmm. sunny. So that would Penn be a Dadley, funny. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Penn Dadley, yeah, and so I, that would I, be like a weird degree of separation between him and Matt Shackman. But I, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and him, but him as as Reed Richards, like I am open to that. I could be I, like he's he's a really good actor, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing and them exploring something along those lines. I could be open to that as well. Uh, speaking of being open to, how about the weird Al Yankovic story? A Roku movie, uh, if I saw the trailer correctly there, starring Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, the first trailer was released today. Nick, I had zero expectations for this movie, but yep. it looks like Daniel Radcliffe is acting his ass off. It looks like it's a fun story. Mm -hmm. You think weird Al Yankovic is kind of like straight edge, but it's... It, it looks like he was pretty badass from all all the uh, trailers. The two well, I I watched this and was like, wait a minute, this is real. Like, like he actually had a thing with Madonna. And then I see, okay, this is all satirical. So basically, he is making fun of all these biopics or biopics that we've been getting from these other people. So like, it's still talking about his stuff, but like, also not real. So like, mm -hmm. so I'm it's it, it's thrown me off a little bit. Um, but I, I'm interested. Like, it looks really good. I'm definitely interested in this. Oh, it is satirical because in the in the trailer, it's like the the true untold story, or is that kind of the gag? Is that they're playing? I, on I think that's the gag. I mean, everywhere I've seen, it's satirical. Like it's not real. Like it's I saw a fictional like biopic or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. If if so, then that's even better. Then they can get kind yeah. of goofy with it. it. Can be kind of like a Dewey Cox type of story, which yes. would which would you know play uh, make sense. But again, I would love that to be real actually so i'm I just would gonna too. continue believing that this is not a satirical movie 
I'm curious how many people after watching it, like if you took a survey and said, like, did you think this was the real story or not afterwards? And I bet you it'll be mm-hmm. like 70% of the people at least, if not 80. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you didn't tell me, it would be 71%. So never let facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah. Not, not in the way of my feelings. Nope. Good, wise man once told me that. Yes. It's journalism rule 35. Yes. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I recall as a crow flies there. Let's head over to the uh, the comic book minute. <laughs> What's brewing over there? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so we got a little bit of news from Morphin Con this week. So the Power Rangers um, like con that they have. I think it's in mm-hmm. California. Um, so Kyle Higgins, we've had on TLDR, Ryan Parrott. Um, most of the floors are all at this, and they're also part of the massive verse, which like has like this kind of Sentai influence and everything. And uh, it's Radiant Black, Rogue Sun, the Dead Lucky, all these really okay. cool characters. We've been really enjoying these series, enjoying these conversations we've had on the show. They announced that they're going to do their next big crossover event next year in April. They did one this year. It was just one issue, and that's it. Um, kind of set the tables, the introduction for some characters, and then just you know, you know, using Radio Black to kind of bring everybody in. But now that they're all kind of going to be more established at that point, you know, expectations are a little bit higher. But again, like this is not, for those who've been following along, this is not going to be like, you know, a Marvel event where it's like spanning over a bunch of stuff and like interrupting everything. And if it is, it's like, it's all going to make sense and be one cohesive story. Like mm. where Marvel, sometimes it kind of slows up mainline issues. So um, I would imagine it's going to be just that one-off like we got last time, but they're kicking ass in, in this world. It's been a lot of fun. High expectations if they ever make a show or something like that. Um, then as for comics themselves, Wes, it's actually a really slow week. The only one really that, we want to highlight uh, is Alice Ever After, the final issue of that. It's Alice okay. in Wonderland. It's like her actually on drugs and shit. Like it's oh. pretty, I will talk about it at length on TLDR at some point. Not this week, though. because Will you be cold. on drugs when you're talking about it? Uh, can I, well, You've seen what happens when I do that. I tend to cough a lot. Uh, well, but uh, when <laughs> this... <laughs> This is true. Um, uh, but instead of talking about that this week on the show, we uh, welcomed the co-creator of Mr. Knight, uh, Declan Shelby, Ooh. who uh, has a book coming out from Image fairly soon, The Old Dog. The FOC for that is Final Earth Cutoff is September 5th. So we talked to him about his new series, his thoughts on the, the Moon Knight okay. series and everything like that. And we'll be doing a brief What's New this week, too, because there's just not a whole lot to talk about this week in comics. So. It's slow, you know. People are going back to school. You know, it's the end of the summer. Some of the dog days. Exactly. All I mean, that, like all that good stuff. What's a good excuse you need? Exactly. It's all. It's, it's absolutely what it is because it's across the board. Like Image has like the, like what like five comics coming out. They always have double digits every single week, and then the same for Marvel, DC. It just doesn't happen. So it's weird. But anyways, yeah, I'm right there with you. We have uh, let's let's move forward to our main topic of the evening, Eric, because I couldn't be more excited. A childhood favorite of mine. This was probably uh, a, a big point of contention amongst all the local kids in Cedarville and Sagamore Beach, Massachusetts, lo- going to the uh, local home video store, trying to get the VHS of Three Ninjas because it was always sold out. Not enough comp- copies in the 02532 area code for this. So I, I, I this was you know between maybe like Superman 4 
uh, and, and three ninjas. I probably like ruined the VCR with these movies. So. Superman four. Wow. That's Didn't not know. one that it might have been Superman three. That's not one that I really remember. My dad and my brother tell me that. Like I would always request to put that on. They're like, I don't want to watch this shit. It's like Richard Pryor's in it, and like, what's going on here? Oh, gee. oh yes, <laughs> your I loved it. Your brother's ten years older than you, right? Or something like uh, that. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Okay. The quest for peace. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's three or four. I couldn't remember which one. But nevertheless, here, uh, 1992's Three Ninjas. So each year, three brothers visit their grandfather for the summer. Uh, he is highly skilled in ninjutsu. And for years, he has trained the boys in his techniques. Ninjutsu. Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, no, I'm saying, <laughs> never mind. Anyways, cast and crew, uh, because I lost our last debate, directed by John Turtletaub. And written by Kenny Kim, starring Victor Wong as Grandpa, Michael Trainer as uh, Rocky, Max Elliott Slade as Colt, aka Wes when he was a kid, uh, <laughs> Chad Power as Tom Tom, Rand Kingsley as Snyder, Elena McRae at, or I'm sorry, Alan McRae as mm. Sam Douglas, uh, Margarita Franco as Jessica Douglas, Kate Sargent as Emily, Joel Swetow, Swetow as Brown. Um, Professor Toru Tanaka as Rushmore, Patrick Labiortex, Labiorto, um, as Fester. Oh, god, Patrick Labiorto. I gotta get it right because uh, Fester's the man. Labiorto, yeah, Labiorto. right? It's, yeah, it's, that's a weird. I thought you would like that name. <laughs> uh, Mace Nelson as Marcus. That is race, is your first name. Um, and then DJ Harder as Hammer, who is yes. also. Yeah, I mean, this whole cast, I mean, just give give everyone all the awards, all the flowers here. Yes, of uh, But despite all that, it received a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, as well as a 32-53 split on Rotten Tomatoes. But it hauled in uh, $29 million. It says here on a $6.5 million budget. It might be even a lower than that. So it was making okay. it not only the most profitable Disney movie of the year, where Touchstone's Pictures was a sub subsidiary of Disney. Okay. Uh, but it was the most profitable movie of 1992, according to, uh, I, I believe it's Salt Lake Desiree. What? Yeah, some some old news report I found on through Wikipedia. Wow. So just because it, so it, it grows something like 27 million. I think it might have been two million dollars. I think is what what the YouTube the uh, Wikipedia page said. Oh, and so, it made like twenty-eight million. Okay, so from like a percentage standpoint, profit. Most, yeah. Okay, got it. The got most it, profit it. made off a movie in nineteen ninety-two. So straight profit, not percentage based. So that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow, yeah. that's that's even more crazy because profit. Yeah, it makes sense. Like you're what like that's fourteen times the amount or whatever. If it's I million. guess in ninety-two, right? If 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 it's a two million, three million dollar movie, then you're making like thirty million on it. Like that's it's pretty awesome. I mean, even six point five million. That's all. Like to, to, for twenty nine, that's almost five times of what your investment was. That's insane. And so much so that it sparked uh, not even just a sequel, but a, a trilogy series. Now, the, the other two were horrible. Uh, I believe the third one, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, is available on Netflix right now. But, Knuckle Up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Three Ninjas Strikes Back is the sequel, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Three Ninjas, the original, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, is available on Amazon Prime to rent or buy. I believe it's $3.99, unless you have some fancy credits like Nick here. Yeah. Um, 
What, what do you got for a score and a tr- tweet length review? You want me to lead off with the score? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got, I'm going to hit it home, so I'm going to drive oh, the end. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, so we do our, our scoring out of 100. And, of course, um, this is moving from a different time, meant for a different audience. I'm going to give this a 70 out of 100. I can imagine any kid falling in love with this movie. Totally get why you enjoyed so much growing up. But, like, again... I can get why any kid would fall in love with this movie. Now, so my, my initial reaction is to be upset and lash out irrationally because it's a 70 out of 100 in this movie. I feel like you're giving me a 70 out of 100. However, I well, see what you're saying because uh, I'm reviewing this movie through the, the, the prism of nine-year-old West, not 35 middle-aged West. So I, mm-hmm. I can see uh, someone in your age, you know, seeing this for the first time being like, what is this? However, with that said, through the prism of nine-year-old West, this is a 99 out of 100 movie. Like This is has everything you want out of it. The guy gets the girl. He has its family. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's self-defense. It's great basketball skills. It's defending your family's honor. It's winning the girl. Uh, it's, it's doing it while having a backwards cap. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> It's doing it while having a backwards cap. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it is. I mean, I, I, when I saw, when I saw Rocky, I was like, okay, that's def. Was that was that your favorite character, or was it Tum Tum? No, it was Tum. It, it was Tum Tum and Cole. I thought Rocky was a little bit too much of the goody two shoes, a little bit of the try hard. But you need that in the group, right? You need sure. the the older one to have the most discipline, kind of set the rules, be the father of the group, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that okay. doesn't mean he's the most likable. No, I mean, he wasn't – I don't think he was my favorite in this. I mean, I'd probably go Colt, Rocky, Tum Tum probably. But that's just yeah, and, and this is the typical archetype, I think, of the brothers or a unit or something like that too, right? You have the younger or the small one. You, can, I think of this like Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, right? True. You have the, uh, uh, the golden retriever is Rocky because it's the oldest one. They're the most sage or the most wise. They're the leader of the group. Right, and Chance is Colt. They're, they're a little bit wild, like kind of like the Colt nickname that he's given through uh, for Lou's father there, uh, or grandfather, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit wild, a little bit hard to tame. You know, kind of wants to go out on his own. And then you just have the lo- lovable little guy who's here for the ride, which is the cat and like homeward bound. So yeah, I feel like that's like a typical archetype that you have. Sure. Yeah, that that absolutely makes sense. I'll tell you what. Speaking of them and the grandfather, there's we got. <laughs> This yeah, we got not... some questions about Maury. Yeah, there's some questions about some of the stuff in this movie <laughs> for sure. Uh, let's start off as we always do with the on your left award, West, for most rewatchable scene. Yeah, I mean, I, I think right as the opening credits roll, I mean, the kids ambushing Maury at his home during the summer camp montage is just amazing. I mean, we, we talked about this right at the beginning here. I believe it was Boston Globe uh, film critic who said this this movie is like TMNT meets. Uh, home alone which i think is the perfect elevator pitch here but also to it it's just really just montages fight fighting montages scene and you're just getting you know you're just trying to get to the next montage scene which is you know the best parts of rocky too so yeah i mean that's i'll tell you what the the tmnt one does make more sense especially because there's a specific quote that we'll get to a little bit later but i mean every time that colt and rocky threw a punch they're also going like, yeah, like it's Power Rangers. And that's kind of more what came to my head. 
I can see that as well, too. And that, and that comes up a little bit later here. But again, great opening introduction there. So that's my first uh, nomination. I have a few, but you hit us with yours. Yeah. So, I mean, everything, all the hijinks that, that happened with the California bros. I mean, look, the, it was a funny scene in the liquor store. That was funny. But what really gets me is in the house, man. All of it, nonstop, from start to finish with those dudes in the house was outstanding grade a like and again yeah home alone like it, it definitely felt like okay this is a bit of a ripoff of home alone but they still changed the pranks up a little bit they got funny with it and within you're dealing with like different guys reacting to the situation too like as opposed to marvin harry who are kind of like a-holes these guys are like just like whoa Dude. I might be okay with these guys kidnapping me you know like if i was a kid you know if i was an adult and these idiots kidnapped me i would be uh, yeah, being the whole pretty disappointed within yeah. myself, but you know, like Mar Marvin Harrier creeps, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like in, in the real world, like you saw those guys walking the streets, you saw yeah. a legal midget and someone who, like, you know, the curly hair kind of like in a long track, like, he's got maybe some uh pedophilic qualities to him there, Marv. Uh, yep. like those, those two guys, like, I wouldn't want either of them around me. These guys might, might have a fun time. They, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like again, when we get to the quotes, I don't want to pull away from that because that is some of the best stuff that they oh, provide yeah. us in the movie. Uh, these three characters, but yeah, like you'd be totally fine with these guys because just like let's just hang out the whole time. Just uh, to give them a little bit more uh, flowers here, uh, Patrick Laberto, Race Nelson, and DJ Harder, the California Bros. Just hats off to you for a tremendous performance. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Other nominees here. Uh, the, the Home Alone-esque scene with the California bros, you know, you just kind of uh, all kind of unleashing in there. You kind of touched on that as well. But all the hijinks and everything with that is great. Uh, the basketball game, the 2-1-2 two -two basketball game, Colton Rocky against the black and white bully. This is this is fantastic stuff here. Nope. Uh, what, the, the, the white bully has on, like, the, the, the front cap with the baseball cap, like, kind of looking like a gangster, you know, like, that's very – very cool California gangster stuff. And they just school them. The uh -huh. ups on Rocky are amazing. Yeah, that's probably, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's Rocky gonna... steps back and he's like, no, nah, take the shot, man. And then he just like leaps out of the gym, out of his shoes and just swaps yeah. the shit out of it. it well, that, that leads to one of my unanswerable questions that we'll get to a little bit later. But no, <laughs> that my vote's going to the, the Home Alone S scene with the California bros. Like that's, that's, the number one thing I think of when I think of the hijinks with them. So that was where it's, I was leaving. It's the best part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't uh, complain with that at all. Uh, what age the best, aside from the movie as a whole, I think because we know that's obvious. That's the clear winner. We'll just take that right off the table there. In fairness, like if my kid, like if I had a kid, right, and I was like, hey, let's put on something, like, and they said, hey, like I want to watch this. I'd be like, yeah, watch that. Like, it, like you'll enjoy it. It'll be fun, and it's for the most and part, there's good values too, you know. It's about teaching discipline, and they're talking about karate with uh, being connected through your mind, body, and spirit. You know, it's a, there's, there's some good morals in there. Only some, use some it against up, but... people. Yeah, but yeah. The, some of the method methods in there, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, but uh, actually, oh, we're on some speaking of stuff that doesn't necessarily add. No, no, we're sorry, we're on what is the best. We're, we're still on age the best. The movie I, I, as a whole. I, I, first before that was the kids' bedroom. Yeah, let's not put the card before the horse here. Apologies. We're going to spend some time on this. Yes, I, no, my apologies. I'm getting I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself. Yeah, the kids' bedroom is pretty awesome. I mean, the the the, the phone he has with Emily, and then everything else they got going on in there. The, the ninja mural, the alarm when the parents are coming up the stairs, or when anyone's coming up the stairs. 
little trampoline to get up to the top bunk. Yeah, the trampoline. I would. I I looked at that and I was like, I would never want that thing. It's so tiny. Like one wrong step and it's busted ankle. No thanks. But Nick, you don't understand. You don't have the dexterity of a ninja, so they're very nimble. You know, by nature. Oh, that's such a good point, Wes. Nimble by nature is probably a good rap name. We should we should probably consider about licensing that. That's a good call. That could yeah. be like a weird Al Yankovich rap name group. Oh, my. Wes is never too late, right? Uh, you should be knee deep in the game. Can you, I, I can was. I was. Now I just have poison ivy on my face. Um, well, okay, the kid's bedroom. How about uh, keeping jelly beans on you at all times? That proves to be uh, maybe just something that you should have on your person. Maybe you're about to get choke slammed. Mm. Uh, maybe you find yourself in a chinese dojo fighting for your not only your life but the life of your grandchildren yeah from a from a italian arms dealer is that is that who the snyder is i don't know i don't know i think he's italian i don't know i'm not sure something yeah so i i think that works out pretty good and so when all else fails just shove jelly beans down your opponent's throat yes yep i think this part it, it looked like there was nothing wrong with the way he did it there in the movie. It was a clean move and uh, definitely threw him off legitimately. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Can I hear in the background? Oh yeah, it's just the dogs horsing around. I thought it was a chicken. Sorry. Oh no, no, you that would be you'd be hearing squeals if that was the case. Oh, God. Death oh, no. sounds. Was that? I didn't even think about that. The sounds too focused on you yelling buttercup. Was there like? Oh yeah, no. And like all the other chickens were watching this happen. They were all in their their hen house there. They were just squawking, squawking away. It was sad. It was weird. Oh Oh, god! Now buttercup's the monster next door. I know. Little little fucking monster that that one here. Anyways, (laughs) Uh, Maury's home. Also liked Maury's home out in the middle of the California country there. Yeah, I did kind of like that. Like that, he, he had a pretty good situation there for sure. But for me, I mean, look, you're, it's no secret what my favorite part of this movie was, and that was Hammer, Marcus, and Fester. Like for me, these characters age extremely well. Like they still like play today. Like yeah, is it like a little bit like of a stereotype that you don't see brought up as much? Sure, but still, people like know exactly what you're going for here, and it's just a like I I, I just think it's always funny when done right. Well, I think we just watched this done right in another series that we reviewed, uh, Stranger Things Season 4, right? With the uh, surfer bro of um, Jonathan's friend, right? Who kind of, who's kind of that stoner California surfer bro. I forget his name there, but um, that kind of dude guy, long hair, very laid back and and Argyle. Argyle, thank you. Um, Very similar there. So I thought, I thought they played that very well. Yeah. And again, a likable villain. You you clearly know they're the bad guy, but you kind of like them at the same time. Yes, 100%. One last honorable mention here. Speaking of Snyder, um, this is a 90s cliche, another 90s trope here, identifying the villain uh, with the ponytail. I think a lot of villains from 1990s movies had ponytails. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Heat, that, that Val Kilmer right. and Heat had a ponytail. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember Kindergarten Cop? No, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, uh, villain there had a had a uh, ponytail, and it's a we'll little one too. Year. It's not a long one. We'll have to do Cal- kindergarten cop for your birthday next year. Uh, I could also do that too. I think that's very relevant movie for our times, actually. Sure. 
I've, ne- I've yeah. never seen that one either. It's it's a great movie. It really is. Schwarzenegger? Some of Arnold's best work. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so what's your vote for this? Um, geez, the kid's bedroom definitely has me here, but I think for survival purposes, keeping jelly beans on you at all times. Fair point. I can't argue with it there. You you never know. You never know. Maybe not just jelly beans, maybe M&Ms, Reese's Pieces, you know, any any sort of small coated candy. Mm, But those are going to go down easier. I would think jelly beans, like they're a little bit lumpy, especially if you got like Mm. birdie bots, every flavored beans. Then it's like, now you're doing some nasty flavors too. What if you go a little bit, something a little chunkier, like uh, juju fruit? And that's tough to chew. That gets caught up in your teeth. Wow. You can't yell. Yep. So you are a true black belt. Yeah, we're thinking that. here. I'm You've ready. seen all three, nin- three, three ninjas movies. I am the fourth ninja. That's right. Oh. I was like the fourth member of Destiny's Child. I just didn't make it. Like They were just like, no, nah, you're not good enough. <laughs> We got a shot down without it. It was it was a tough day. You know <laughs> what? I wish we thought of a. I, I thought of this like this is where I just I don't have any good ideas until after the fact. Like, what would your ninja name be for this movie? Like that would have been, that would have been good. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That, at that time, it probably would have been nothing past X Men. It would probably been like Wolverine. That's that's probably all okay. I could want to be. Mm, well, all that was my occupation of choice for for a good portion of time. Uh, okay. But then, but you know, we all got to grow up. You can't be a dinosaur forever, you know. Just, <sighs> my dad just told me to grow the fuck up one day. <laughs> How about the, the Mirror Match Villain Award for what age the worst? And I had trouble uh, coming up with some of these. No, I have a good amount here, but but you you hit me with some. Well, I mean. <laughs> You bring up how what age the best was, um, or yeah, which was a most rushable scene, excuse me, was the basketball game. Um, Rocky throwing down in that two on two game was absolutely absurd and asinine. I don't know where they got thought they could get this to do this and be like, oh, yeah, he did it a couple sure. times, right? He got an oop down, I think. I think Colt got the oop and then Rocky oh, okay. threw down from like, was it the three point line or the free throw line? Like, he pulled an MJ, if not better. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, the, again, the dexterity of, on these kids is something that's remarkable. Again, leads to an unanswerable question that we'll get to, I think, is way more important than discussing how poorly that aged. But the <laughs> other thing that really stands out, now look, obviously we're not watching this for the plot, but again, you kind of don't want like there to be like these significant holes. I mean, how the hell did Snyder not put together at any point that these kids were Sam Douglas's kids? Well, it, I, I think it stems to uh, maybe this is goes into one of my unanswerable questions about because they look nothing like Maury, you know, like they just he just sees the kids with Maury. They have no connection. Like, what's Douglas got to do? Like, Douglas and his wife are both white. Apparently, the actress who plays the mother is is Mexican. Yep, three white kids, and then you have Maury, who is very Asian. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no beating around that. I just don't know. Yeah, that's supposed the to be whole his daughter. Family dynamics. I would be very confused if I was Snyder as well. I think that that's I don't blame him there. Yeah, I think this is a sign of the times and the way they did the casting. But yes, you're right. <laughs> I guess I guess under if this was all like actually like correct and like these are the people and this is actually the family, I guess that's a fair point that like okay, <laughs> how Snyder could like cuz no one would think that. That, like, He's like, well, so, where is this? Yeah, where is this lineage come where, from? The, yeah. the Asian recessive gene or something? This is not showing up. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a sign of the times for the casting for sure. But in in the same 
uh, in that same breath, Snyder's ability or inability to recognize FBI agents, white FBI agents posing as Saudi arms dealers. <laughs> like in the very, he's just got like a, a, a it's not a tunic, uh, you know, a sheik on or something like that over his head. Turban? He's got a big turban. That's what I'm, I was trying to say. And <laughs> just speaking in a horrible Arabian accent, just like not getting it done at all. Not the best bad guy in the world, but I guess as long as you love being a bad guy, then that's true that's enough. He had to look down though. He had the slick back ponytail. Mm, yeah, real piece of shit. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true, right? That also holds up. Um, how about this? This aged very poorly. On uh, the the song that the boys are singing on the way back for a Maury's house, back to their house, it picks up like this. I was watching with the closed captions on, so it says. All covered with blood, I shot my poor teacher with a 44 stud. And they're all laughing about it. Maury's not saying anything. This is like a very sing-songy type of song. I forget. It's like, um, you know, it's like a Weird Al type of song. They're spoofing a, a classic child sing-along song. Oh, jeez. I missed like, this. What I is did... that? It's like, uh, yeah. The kids are all like having a great time there. I'm like, what? this is awful. Yeah, the only thing worse than that, I think, is the Rocky Loves Emily song. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's great. That should have been in what age oh, the best. Talk about Rocky a... loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Dude, that Rocky like I loves Emily. When I looked at her Google Doc, I saw you had that as a note like earlier in the for the show. And I was like, mm. oh no. And then it came into my head again. As and I'm like, oh like before the show, I'm hearing it might going over and over in my head. Rocky loves Emily. Uh, that that was really annoying. Every time it popped up, I'm like, "Stop!" It, no, that also uh, brought me back straight to nine year old Ming. So that was that's good stuff there. Mm, that's telling. Okay. Uh, what what about Colt slicing up a bad guy, but never once cutting him? Yeah, you just they go and pull an Indiana just Jones, right? Like over, they bring in this guy with the, the shirt. sword and just yeah. total badass, looks like a maniac, face face painted all white, mm -hmm. and then just. You know, a little smoke in his face, and he's done. And then just, yeah, that that was um, at the not age well. No, no, and uh, this is just more maybe a literal answer here. Uh, Tum Tum's digestive tract. Boys <laughs> eating just sugary candy left and right, just walking around with Twizzlers hanging out of his mouth. Uh, you know, like yeah, it can't be good for him. My guess is that he didn't. He wasn't a ninja for very long. Something <laughs> tells me he's got like type two diabetes right now. Scott Malkinson. Yeah, I'm not sure if Tum Tum has both legs. Okay? Oh, you know? <laughs> That's where I think we're at. I'm worried about Tum Tum. Mm, yes, I, I, I'm with you on that front. I'm worried about Tum Tum. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that brings us to an unanswerable question. I guess, how is Tum Tum doing these days? But, um, yeah, but we got to check had, in. The big one that I had from all this is, uh, why don't all basketball players train like ninjas? That's a great question. Maybe they should. Maybe we should have LeBron James uh, sign up for American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because clearly, like, you can jump even higher. So, like, now you could see LeBron dunk from like half court if these kids are doing it from the three point line or free throw line, whatever it was. But yeah, the other no. one that I thought of in the course of all this too, Wes, I, I want to get it out of my head is mm -hmm. um, is so you talked about the the Japanese dojo that they have on the ship and everything like that, and Snyder is the villain. Is this the first Snyder cult? Oh, this is interesting. That's a good. Uh, we'd have to do some digging, but this is, you know, this is definitely could be the start of it. 
Yeah, I think it's got to be. That's a that's a great question here. How about uh, Emily? Does she throw the hardest punch of all the kids? Oh, that's she knocked that dude out. Mm-hmm. It's a fair point. And all the other kids, you know, like you mentioned, are like female tennis players. They're just grunting every time they're they yeah. uh, you know throw. Yeah, ha, yeah, wah. You know, yes. if ninjas are supposed to attack in the shadows and surprise their <laughs> opponents, like why would they announce their every move with a yell? yes? Yes, it's just, <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, I, I guess my only thing is, are we talking pound for pound or just straight up strongest? Because pound for pound, Tum Tum might get it. Pound for little, pound, like, yeah, and he's getting he's not, those cock shots off. He's right at that height. Yes, and when Rocky took that one guy out right with the sword and everything like that, right at the end, Tum Tum finished him off with a haymaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. But Emily did knock a dude out, so you know, that's that's a tough one there. Yeah. Pound for pound, you got an argument. Yeah, but yeah, um, per capita or, for, or over, no, overall, uh, Emily probably. I'll give you that. So, uh, again, we talked about this uh, briefly in the last category, but how exactly is more related to not just the boys but anybody in the family? <laughs> The mom is his daughter, and legitimately, Margarita Franco is is like she's Mexican. Like, and this is the kind of stuff like like not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but this is the kind of stuff people talk about representation and everything. It's like, well, you have this character supposed to be a certain like background, and then they're yeah, not just, that at all. Just continuity, you know? Like, it's very easy. They're like, yeah. These kids, they don't know. And to be honest, I never thought twice about it. So, as a kid. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. Of course not. No. Why would you? Like, you just you don't. They don't think no, about I'm it. No, I'm not watching it for the continuity. I'm like, I just want to see it for the sweet backwards cap axe, ass kicking that's going on. Um, how long was Douglas in his FBI squad watching his father in law fight to the bloody death with his children being held hostage? Wow. They're just like hanging out over there. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Wow. Let him go, guys. Wow. I got you. Got yeah. the shot? No. Don't he take needs it. this. Okay. <laughs> Let him do it. All right. He's fine. He's yeah. got jelly beans in his pockets. He's okay. Yeah, he, you don't know that he has jelly beans in his pockets, man. Just wait. Mm. He's gonna pull it out at just the right you ain't time. Ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> oh, um, also, what did Maury do for a living before becoming an old sensei? Like, I mean, bad he dude. Was, he's a criminal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what was he into? Apparently, loved white women. Some fucked up shit, man. Yeah, jungle fever. <laughs> They're old boring bags. Um, the uh, Shield Internet Sleuth Award for Internet Research on the movie. The film opened up uh, at the box office at the number four position, and by the end of its six weeks, six weeks run, it grossed uh, twenty nine million domestically. Considering uh, that the film was budgeted at two and a half million, this is what I was talking about here. Uh, it was a huge financial success and turned out to be the most profitable film of the year in terms of cost gross yeah, ratio. There we go. That that makes perfect sense because I just I have a hard time imagining that there were some movies that like that one year like nothing made more than twenty nine million. But now we're talking about cost of gross. Yes, like so we're talking on a percentage basis. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, profit. Yeah, and real quick, just because it's the only thing. That, well, yes, it's profit, but it's not just it's not just straight profit is what we're getting at. Like straight profit. So it's twenty seven million is the profit. Like right. That's, yeah. That's not what they're talking about. What what's cost to gross ratio? What, what would the difference be? The, it, meaning like how much it costs and then how much you like a ten to one. I see what you're yeah. saying. I'm an idiot. I exactly. got exactly. So this was like a two. This is like a one to fourteen, like fourteen plus. That's yeah. so that makes perfect sense. That's insane. I got gotcha. you now because that's our only thing for the Shield Internet Sleuth War. That of course wins. When it comes to unanswerable questions, though, I gotta say 
that is some of the best unanswerable questions that we've we've had in all this. Like, <laughs> that was a good one. Any one of those is a winner. So I don't think we should vote on this one. I think we should respect them all because they kicked ass. I just wanted to throw that we'll out We'll give there. them their flowers, much like everyone in this movie. I think that that's good. Um, and I, I believe the three – I didn't put this in here, but I, I think I remember it correctly uh, from, from the Wikipedia page. The three boys there, Rocky, Tum Tum, and uh, Colt, they all actually do a yearly screening. I want to say somewhere in Northern California hmm. uh, every year for this movie. No way. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, so so cool stuff there. Lots yeah. of good quotes here, Nick. I know I know this is usually your forte. What what uh what'd you come away with here for quotes? Man, uh well, I think that Fester is the star of this movie. Um, he is, he definitely shines. <laughs> we don't want to hurt you, we just want to kidnap you. <laughs> Fester. <clears throat> what time what time does school get out? I don't know. I never stayed until the end. That's Hammer <laughs> responding Dude. to Fester. Dude. Um, <laughs> seems that Providence has shined her light upon us, boys. It's pizza time. I love how cordial and proper he is sometimes, and then finishing it with like something like that. Like, yeah. it, it's a really nice touch. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a good quote, but like when you have like, you're, this is all you're getting robbed. And then he's like, Sir, may I use your phone, please? Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Exactly. So ridiculous. That's a part again. A you remember the six, you remember the three, you remember the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, let's see. You know, we should save some of this pizza for the kids we're nabbing. That alone <laughs> is a great quote by itself, and that is Fester. But then exactly. it's followed up from by Hammer, and he says, they're probably pretty nice kids. See? I, and the Amazing. kids were kind of saying the same thing. They were like, listen, the pizza dude just shoved the pizza in the babysitter's face. They're like, awesome. Mm. But they got guns. You know, it's bad side. Yes. Uh, sticking with Fester here, says, man, where are these little boogers? If I was a little booger, where would I be? And just the fact that he calls them little boogers, I like that. That's an that's a, a endearing kind of jab. Sure. Yeah, endearing. Sticks yes, with me. for sure. Yeah, that, that, that one definitely stood out. Like every time, seriously, every time he's on screen, like I am hooked in on Fester. He's absolutely outstanding. Steel Scener, uh, absolutely. Who lost the movie? We know it's not going to be Fester here. Uh, no. We have uh, we have Snyder uh, as as your uh, nominee. I have Douglas as a absentee father, but you, you <laughs> tell me here. Okay, well I've got to say Snyder. Like we, this is not in the I am inevitable award, which again a, a list of winners. The winner in that is is Fester, um, because he's either he's either him solely or him like with Hammer um, in those quotes. But you know yeah. another memorable quote from this one was uh, God, I love being a bad guy. <laughs> That was Snyder, and just on that alone, you could say he lost, and there's everything else. But you do make a good point about Douglas. He's just never there. He's He's got his head in his work, you know, or he's just hanging out with his wife, hiring the babysitter. The kids don't care. He doesn't even call them by, his, uh, by their new names. Mm. Just send them off to their grandpas for the summer. Can't be bothered. Mm. Now, I got a question. Was he going to see a scary movie with his wife? Because I know you want to bring the kids because they might be a little sensitive. Oh, look at you! Looking at looking at the joke at the bottom of the scroll there. Yes, that was a good one. Not, I, I didn't make bad. sure that I got mentioned. Yes, but you know, I I seriously like he's such a shit dad, man. Like, yeah, sure, he's got an awesome job and the home's taking care of and everything. But he's like, he's never at home, and when he's at home, he's not present. And then anytime like you, he brings something up and he hears you for two seconds, he's like, "Shut up! I didn't say that was okay." Like, he just the worst yeah. dad. So yeah, and. I, He's a he's a poor FBI agent. You know, you got Colt sitting in his office and they're like, who's this guy that dad's going after? And they're like, 
look at the file. It's on the top page. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, just look into this confidential work that the FBI is doing. Yeah. The FBI coming under a lot of heat in recent weeks here. Uh, you know, it may, it, this is also the best look for them right now. I'll tell you what, I, I think that the more and more we talk about Douglas, the more and more it's like, it's kind of a similar thing to Snyder where I say like, how did you not know they were, that was all like the same family that you were dealing with? This like I get I get there's like a little bit of a missing piece for for Douglas in this case, but he sucks. Yeah, he, he, oh yeah, tough. Yeah, tough. he gets my yeah. he gets my vote here. Good 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 uh, call by U.S. Uh, the J. Jonah Jameson Award for best performance by a side character. Um, you know I, I'm fully on board with Fester or Hammer here. I think I think that's the really the two man argument. If we think Fester might be you know a little bit more front and center here. Yeah, um, a couple honorable mentions though. Uh, the babysitter. Who uh, again? Another distinct memory burned into the nine-year-old mind of myself, um, with the curlers and all black and the black glasses and her face, her facial expression. She, she doesn't say a word in this mm. whole movie, but her body acting is off the charts. Good, like, give this woman the Oscar. I wonder. She's I wonder so much. What the directions were there? Like you're not, you're getting cast in this. You're not saying a word. We just need to be as weird as possible. Be like grumpy but also pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was great. I mean, like this is again. This is where it's like, okay, we're talking about side characters and side characters. Like, are they are they like a bit character? Because she's totally a bit character. But we're talking about like Fester and Hammer. It's like, okay, Hammer is absolutely like on that side bit character role. But Fester, sorry, Hammer is on that. Fester is like he's a side character, but he's kind of like he's a screen stealer for a lot of time. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I I think it's got to be Fester. I'll also give a quick shout out to the black bully, uh, Baja Jackson there. Um, I thought when he's got his little speech about stealing the bike and then he's going uh, to challenge them to play basketball, uh, he's kind of walking his talk. He's kind of sitting back on his, he's got a little swagger to him. He winks at Emily about the bike. Like he's got some good, uh, good bully energy going on there. Yeah, he did a good job. I, I you know, I, I meant to look at some of these kids and see like where they a are now. Smack at the end. It's just a little tap on the face, you know. He had his ass beat by Rocky. Yeah, he did. Well, there he was waiting for it. You know, he told him not. Rocky was was displaying uh, uh, patience and discipline. This is very true. Yep. Yeah, he was allowed to show off at that point. Um, Let's see. And then we got the Edith Award uh, for who won the movie. And for me, Wes, like, again, this is where I felt bad about, like, putting Fester in the J. Jonah Jameson Award and giving him that because, like, he, I think he deserves the Edith Award, too. I mean, like, should we punish him for being amazing? I think we should reward him for being awesome. No, I think you should reward him for being awesome. You're absolutely right. Uh, give this guy a two-time award winner because not only did he win the movie – uh, and did he really steal the movie? Uh, but he w- had the best performance by a side character. I think the other nominees, Tum Tum and, and Maury, uh, and we didn't talk about this enough, but his dexterity is off the charts. I want to know what he's eating, what his training regimen is like, what yep. his diet's like. I, I, this guy moves around. like He's doing flips and all this other stuff. You see him. He's got the full-on ninja mask at, at the end. He's breathing really heavy, fighting Snyder. I thought he's going to collapse on the on the floor. So, I just reminded me of two things, and one should have been an unanswerable question: Why the hell do all those ninjas have goggles like that? I, yeah, I don't know. That is a good question. What so they the can't hell get poked that? in the eye? Such an obvious unanswerable <laughs> question. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're worried about three Stooges. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, 
what was the other thing? Oh, so with Mori, you're bringing up his dexterity, and like we never see his face, right? And like any of like the real acrobatics for obvious yeah. reasons. But when we see all the hijinks with the um, the California Bros two at the house, like there's a point where Hammer is like falling down the stairs with um, Marcus is the blonde one's name, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when they're falling down the stairs, there's a point where like there's a like Marcus like falls into the wall or whatever after stumbling over the jelly beans, and it is so clearly like not him. Like if you like freeze frame it, I didn't even need to freeze frame it, and I saw it. And the guy, the, like the sun double, looked more like Marcus. Than anything, yeah, yeah. so bad. <laughs> Just we had um, someone with long hair in there. The X lax gag. I mean, that was a great one too. That's that's yeah. a nice uh, little addition there. Shout out, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Maureen and Tum Tum, I think, are good uh, nominees here. But it's Fester's the fresh Fester's the goat. Yep, Fester is my favorite character from this this movie. I mean, and honestly, like the fact that they were out of the mix, so it felt kind of early. Like I understand for the story, but it was like, yeah. I need more of these guys. You had to get to Tanaka, you know. You had to get. You to know, him. we're rebooting everything. Let's let's do like a series on these guys now. Where are they? They now? should. They really should. They should do something here. Uh, anything else that you want to say, other than uh, maybe I'll give you one last chance to recalibrate your score to get into my neighborhood. But uh, yeah, right. We're not in the same block at no, all. No, not this time. Not even the zip code. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like we're in different states or something. It's weird. Oh. Um, but uh, I, you know what, Wes? Like, seriously, if obviously there are some flaws to this movie. But again, if I had a kid, like, I would absolutely be, like, comfortable, like, sitting down, watching this with them. And I could go enjoy this, too, because there is stuff in here for parents that's, like, for people who are older that is dumb. But at the same time, like, at least as a guy, like, you can still appreciate some of this I ridiculous. think so. I mean, it's funny. Funny stuff. It's good time. I can't wait to show my kids. They're about to be, you know, they'll be the fourth ninjas, fourth and fifth ninjas. Wouldn't they be the, if, well, if you have two, wouldn't they be fifth and sixth because you're the fourth? No, I would pass my title down to my firstborn. Wow. Yeah, it was. Wow. I will yeah. be raising warrior poets. So that's my wife. She doesn't know what that means. but Warrior poets? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure either. I feel like it's self-explanatory. Like if, it's... I, if I have to explain to you, then you probably shouldn't know. <laughs> that's one of those kind of deals. Okay. Um, uh, my apologies. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, you... <laughs> Okay, I, skilled I'm, in the I'm physical and the mental arenas. Yeah, how's I'm, that for an answer? That I mean, Warrior Poet sounds like an amazing movie title, so that should be the, <laughs> the should be the follow up series to Three Ninjas. Um, but it's no, the I'm, first single off the Nimble by Nature album. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Wow, you're just on a roll today. You got you got the Weird Al stuff. That's what's getting you going. Um, it was seeing a chicken's near death that got me jacked up. <laughs> You know, that will, that will do it. Um, anyways, it uh, that is, yeah, this is fun. I'm, I'm glad we did this. Like, I'm, I like, I got to find something that'll be just as fun for my birthday. As long as stuff doesn't get in the way. Like last year we did the boys, I think for my birthday last year, which oh, great whoa. stuff, but that's our time to get weird. So, um, yeah, I got nothing else on three ninjas, Wes. I love it. 99 out of a hundred, go see it, pass it on to your kids. It's a timeless mm -hmm. classic. Mm -hmm. Um, Still time to grab your tickets because the train is about to leave the station. Uh, all aboard for the discharge depot. Nick, what do you got for us? Well, uh, so <laughs> Kevin can fuck himself is back. Uh, of course, this is oh. an AMC show that I raved about. I feel like it was 
I thought it was last year. It must have been last year at some point. Um, you refer. I, I definitely remember you bringing this up. Yes, I absolutely love this show because something that it does, like, like when we talk about like one thing I love about comics is where like they push the envelope and they do a lot of weird stuff, like things that you just can't do on TV or in movies um, for for a variety of reasons. But then when you're dealing with film and TV, there are things you can do there that you can't do in other mediums. And one thing that we're seeing in Kevin can fuck himself is you are blending the um, what is like uh, the sitcoms and dramas into one show where it's like whenever Kevin is in the scene, it is like it is, it is a sitcom. And then anytime it's Annie Murphy's character, I'm blanking on her name um, in the show. But every time she is focused on her, it is a drama. And it is so interesting, like the, the, the differences that you see there. And it's I've really enjoyed what they've done with that. And now this is the last season. Like they, they've they've AMC said they're done after okay. season two. And I kind of like that because, like, okay, this is gonna bring things to an end. Like, we don't this isn't something that I like I would like more of it, but it makes sense that like it's gotta be finite. You can't go and have this be like a five season plus type of deal like two seasons fine done limited sort of deal and i i'm i first episode and the second season awesome second episode i'm gonna be watching right after we get off the call i love it okay i got three things that i watched jam-packed weekend full of entertainment here you tell me if you've seen every uh any of these and if you want me to what you want me to talk about so i have the gray man on netflix uh the running with the devil netflix documentary about john mcafee McAfee virus, uh, all that stuff. Very crazy guy. Or the Manti Teo documentary. Which one do you want to hear about first? Oh, I need to hear about all of them. Uh, hmm. Well, you will, yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, <laughs> okay. First, did you like them all? I love them all. They're okay. all worth men mentioning, yeah. Okay, so in terms of if you were to tell me, Nick, you, you want to watch all three of these things, what order would you say, like, prioritize them? Yeah, the one that spoke to me the most, like, the one that got me most um, worked up was the Manta Teo doc. Mm, okay. But and it's a documentary? This was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Untold series that's on Netflix. Oh, They've done, like, the Malice at the Par Palace. I think it's two episodes, maybe three. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's infuriating. infuriating. And this you, like... Wild. You, Manti Teo was br like brought up as this like football family faith type of guy, right? And he's like definitely like living it, or at least that's how he presents himself to be all about that. It, he comes across as such a good guy that you feel for him. Uh, and, and this and this person, uh, is, you know, who who catfishes him, just like is irredeemable to me, huh? This doesn't seem to have like any sort of conf like idea of like the repercussions that caused and like how you just like, ruined the life and the family. Like uh, it's, it's fucked up. So would you but say for, so for a score out of a hundred on our scale, uh, it's in the nineties. Okay. Good. Really enjoy that. The next one, the running with the devil Netflix documentary, John McAfee, very interesting guy. He's uh you know, evaded murder murder charges in Belize only to run for I had a failed presidential run in 2016. He's a billionaire who created the the McAfee virus software in the early 90s or something like that. He's a crazy smart guy, faked his own death. <laughs> you know, maybe a very very interesting mm. documentary about this guy. Okay, documentary or docu series? Uh that's a documentary. That's an hour okay. and a half, I think, two hours. Okay. Nice. Uh, okay. And then the last one's The Gray Men. So that's um 
the yeah. third best Chris with Chris Chris Evans here mm. um, and Ryan Gosling. A little bit of a John Wick cat and mouse type of game, but it, it, it's good. It was a good action flip. Okay, so and you I, go. I'll probably one. go one, two, and three in that order that I just listed. Okay, so the Gray Man is one I've been interested in since we first saw a trailer for it. So I may end up watching that first because Lauren's interested. That's but a the good man, watch. The Manitao doc is like is something that when I saw that I was like, wow. Like there's a lot of times Lauren like, will like that stuff. I'm sure she'll be into it. it yeah, she doesn't know much about it though because like you know sports not her thing. But man, Jules didn't. Jules loved it though. We watched yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, well, just knowing the the subject matter, like I'm, I'll. Tell her, like we should give it a shot with me because like this is something when I saw like the, the trailer for it, I'm like oh I gotta watch this like I remember because he I was at it, yeah. Notre Dame when I was at when I was in oh, college sure so he's like right like right there so and like I like I grew up uh well not grew up I went to school with a lot of people who didn't like Notre Dame because I know like out here for some reason people oh Chicago like it. so, and everything yes yeah. it's a it's a thing like it, especially with Northwestern so I think a lot of people applied to both schools but anyways. Mm-hmm. I just remember all this happening and everybody loved Manti Teo. And I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. And then this happens like, what the fuck? And this is before like now where like everybody, like a lot of people, like new relationships and new adult relationships are online, like originated. So like, it's just very weird. um, All of it. Yeah. I need to watch this for sure. It's good. It's definitely good. Definitely recommend some good stuff on Netflix uh, to, to choose from there. Uh, what, what have we got? Plenty of things to choose from in the DSG, though. Right? This week in the shared universe. That was one of the smoother intros that we've had on on here with that. Because usually I struggle a little bit. But um, <laughs> from hashtag Dork, they're going to be talking about the Sandman, which uh, we did talk about on here a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in its outstanding series. Absolutely loved it. You have not watched a second of this yet, right? No, I have not. I have not. Okay. Again, like I, 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 it's, it's again, a comic book show, but the aesthetic, I just don't know if it's going to be your thing. We'll see. Like it's very well done. Like I absolutely enjoyed it. Like the quality of it. Is it satanic? Cause you know, I don't mess with the devil. Well, the Lucifer, Lucifer's in there. Aside so. from the running with the devil documentary that I just recommended. But. Oh, well, that's, um, yeah. Well, anyways, yes, no, the, yes, <laughs> Lucifer is in this. Okay. Um, it's actually Brienne of Tarth is Lucifer. Oh, oh. Yes. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I, I, re- I really, really like this show. Like, I think, like, Dork, I don't know if they said it was the best show of the year but one, or one of the best, but it, it absolutely is unquestionably one of the best shows of the year. Okay. Um, Mac and Goo, I believe they're just tearing more things, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, okay, tier month. Uh, people from so. Communism Podcast, they are tearing things. Um oh. I guess. Well, that's probably because not, not walls down though, right? No, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Gorbachev. I think that's why Billy T. Well done, sir. But I think that's why Billy was asking who would run the fastest forty time um, in the DSG because I oh, think he tried doing okay. it or something. Yes, I was very flattered. I you know one of the rare times I wasn't up on the conversation in the chat and just mm. come back and see all the all this flattery, thinking I'm the fastest person in here. I would mm-hmm. uh, again very flattered. I would tend to lean to the former. Uh, collegiate athletes before me, mm. before a f- former asthmatic fat kid, uh, but that's just my thought on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know about Rich's wheels. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't He's know. He's a wide I, receiver, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he could have been, he could have been, but I don't know about anymore. Like, he's older than both of us, isn't he? 
Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I guess so. Maybe maybe yeah, you know, I'll tell you do, what doing like, that pint club show is probably drinking too much beer. Yeah, and I'm not gonna go and pretend like I can like run like I used to. Like I used to like I played soccer, so I was pretty quick back in the day, but like Dude, when I played in the media game recently, I told you, like, I tried to bolt it down the line and I pulled my groin. Like, I'd never done that before. So, yeah, I guess, I guess it's all relative, too. I yes. don't know. This... Yeah. Well, if, you know, again, like, the rest, against the rest of the DSG, yeah, maybe I'll do fine. But, like, you know, I am not what I used to be. I don't think any of us are. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, TLDR, I mentioned earlier, we're talking to Declan Shelby this week again, one of the co creators of the Mr. Knight character. We did talk to him a little bit mm-hmm. about that. And, of course, talking about his upcoming series with Image Comics old dog which he drew colored and wrote um also we're doing an abbreviated very abbreviated what's new this week yeah triple threat um didn't letter it though which is a bit disappointing but anyways um i've heard it both ways season four episode 17 of psych Hmm. question maybe you're talking about psych this week if you like another another good episode Exactly. Another rip-roaring episode. Um, they stream those on Thursdays. And speaking of streaming, you can follow Doc on Twitch at Backcracker. If Shime ever twitches again, he's at Shime Time on Twitch. And then uh, Hashtag Dork, they do their video game playing on the Hashtag Dork YouTube page only. And that is it for this week, Wes. What the hell are we doing next week? Do you know? We have a couple of options. We could do our, uh, of course, our Who is a Scroll uh, tier uh, mm-hmm. in the MCU, but that could always be a fun, fun list. Or we yep. could do, uh, again, something on the male physique. Oh. That's <laughs> hmm. uh, or, again, uh, oh, free play. But those are just a couple of uh, penciled-in options here. Oh. So you know, maybe we could think on it here, sit on it. That's tough. Yeah, I think we have to solve this one off air. Mm-hmm. We'll, you know, we'll let it breathe for a couple of days. We'll come back to it. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, again, I, I haven't fully worked out the, how I want to do the male physique. But I, yeah. I, I want to do it. It's a work. Yeah, it's a work of art. You know, you can't go. You can't rush art. No, um, you just got to mold it, sculpt it one day at a time. Mm, yeah. Now we, we need to we need to end this show. I'm getting a little too excited now. We got we got to <laughs> save that for for another conversation. But uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so TBD, your favorite kind. Yes, TBD. It's going to be great, though. It's going to be great nonetheless. Knuckle up, ladies and gentlemen.